The Panthers four and two. Just looking at taking a look back at the box score of the Tennessee game, and you know, one obviously the sixth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers are playing the third-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide today, and the Panthers had a really good crack in overtime and beating a very good Tennessee team at home. Lost Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty in that game. Patty was playing basically on one leg. Um, it, it was probably the best we've seen Keaton Slovis play this year. Was that first half against the Volunteers until he he got. Uh, Got banged up on that sack fumble towards the end of the half. Threw a pick in that first half. It was a fluke play. Panthers had a chance to go up 17-0 at that point in the game. Hit Bub Means in the back of the end zone. Tipped and and picked off by the Volunteers. And that kind of gave them some life. They went and scored a touchdown. But since that point, the Panthers have not gotten, I I think, the Keaton Slovis they saw in that first half. And I I think, you know, that's a a critical part of, of the balance of the season is Keaton Slovis' ability to give the Panthers a competent and explosive passing game. Their biggest passes have come to Gavin Bartholomew. Um, huge play. His 57-yard touchdown hurdle against Tennessee. Had a nice catch from Nate Yarnell against Western Michigan. But they've got to get more from Kanate Mumfield. Jared Wayne's been been great. He's been the Jared Wayne he's always been. They've got to get more out of Kanate Mumfield. Bub Means, we've seen... Jalen Bradley makes some plays, but not consistently. He's he's dropped the ball. They've got to be more explosive on the perimeter to complement this run game. But nonetheless, we'll go out to the line. Jim in Wilkes-Barre, how are you? How you doing, Pat? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Enjoy the show. Thank Pat, you. Pat, I got two questions for you. Uh, number one, out of conference scheduling. Uh, one of the reasons I think Pitt has started out so slow is they got banged up physically. In those first two games of West Virginia and Tennessee. And next year they're playing three power five schools and two of them on the road. So uh, what do you think about out-of-conference scheduling? And uh, also, beyond the script, uh, I enjoyed that television show the last few years. Could you tell me what happened to that show? And I'll hang up and listen to your response. Thank I, you. I appreciate it, Jim. I'll have to check into beyond the script and what happened. I, I enjoyed that show as well. Um, but there's tons of pit content you know, that you can get on the web, our video team. Does an outstanding job uh, week in and week out doing features, particularly on the football side. You know, Paul Bartow and some of those guys, um, they, they do a absolutely great job. Greg Daniels is an Emmy-winning, um, you know, video guy, so they do an outstanding job. But it's a great question. I'm glad you enjoyed that show. Out of conference scheduling, so I have a relatively strong opinion on that, so it probably, you probably might not agree with me. Um, but but I love the way that Heather Like has, has choreographed this schedule and Crystal Sal is obviously a part of it, Pat Narduzzi. But I think in order to be to be relevant and prominent nationally, you know, in a conference with the ACC that candidly is viewed as, you know, the third or fourth best conference, depending on who you ask, you've got to play primetime TV games against quality opponents like the Panthers did earlier this season. I mean, you win that Tennessee game, you're a top 10 team. You don't do that by playing, you know, Rhode Island and Western Michigan to start the year and then getting into conference play. And that's no offense to those schools, but got to play those games, got to play games that make sense and put yourself in a position to obviously go to historic you know, destinations and, and uh, locations against quality opponents and a chance to play on a national stage. And, and the Panthers have had multiple cracks at that um, this season, and it's, it's a result, in my opinion, of, of an aggressive scheduling model. So I, I, we, got a, we got another one on the line. Who we got? Ron, Ron from Jefferson Hills, how are you? 
morning, Pat. Uh, enjoy the show. Uh, just um, the, the season to date um, been frustrating, I think, for the players, obviously, obviously the fans. Um, with the loss to Georgia Tech, um, you know, it really seemed to take a lot of the starch out of the, sale, out of the sales of the fans. Um, compared to last year with the loss to Western Michigan, a similar you know, disappointing loss at home. Um, obviously, we got the season back on track uh, beyond right. that. What's it going to take? What do you think it's going to take? Is it going to take wins in these next two games to really get everybody fired up again? Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, leave you with that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take stacking wins. I mean, you know, that's a game that, um, that uh, you know, it's, it's inexplicable. Uh, it's actually not inexplicable. If you watch the film, the Panthers just played bad, and they did – all they could do, and I appreciate the call, all they could do to lose that game, and they, they gave it to Georgia Tech on a silver platter and, and credit Tech for making plays. Um, and I do want to – I think that's a better team than people probably give them credit for. Obviously, when you make a coaching change, that's an indictment of everybody. But uh, they went on to beat a, a pretty good Duke team the next week, and we'll see how they continue to play. Uh, but, I, you know, I go back to last week. You know, I go back to last week and uh, what I thought was a, a really critical moment. And you have these, you know, emotional – you know, roller coasters throughout the course of a game and season. But I thought at this point in a game last week against Virginia Tech, I think it was second quarter, the Panthers went down, I believe it was 16-7 to in the second quarter of that game. And it was after, a, you know, just turn the football over, whatever it was. You know, the, the Panthers were not playing well offensively. The Boo Birds were out. It was 16-7, and you could feel – you could feel not only the game, but the potentially the season and the morale of this team and the balance. And they go on to score, what, how many unanswered points? 17 unanswered points to go up 31-16? Boom, just like that in a quarter and a half. And I thought that showed resolve. I thought that showed maturity. I thought it showed belief. You know, a good football team doesn't get flustered, doesn't get rattled, doesn't doesn't pitch the tent when, when things aren't going well. And they didn't go well for about six quarters. Georgia Tech, in the fourth quarter, they, they made some plays offensively. But the start of the Virginia Tech game, you know, going up 7 nothing and then giving up 16 unanswered wasn't going the way you wanted it to either. And they, they went on, obviously, to go dominate for a while, then let Tech back in uh, again with some with a block punt and a punt return for a touchdown on a, on a block punt. And obviously uh, – didn't play, you know, particularly well in that third quarter for a period of time, but then took regained control of the game. So it's in there, is what I'm saying. It's in there, Ron. And to go win these two games on the road, beat Louisville, beat Carolina, you'll be coming back home for, you know, for um, you know the game against uh, Syracuse. I think it is or Syracuse, or we got Duke. Who we got? Yep, Syracuse at home on on October November 5th. You'll be coming to the six and two football team in a really good spot. Who knows what could happen in the Coastal at that point. I think, you know, give up fans for a, a lot of reason for optimism if the Panthers are able to take care of business on the road against two pretty good football teams. Got anyone else in the line? Matt Matt from North Hills. What's up, man? Hey, Pat. So, I know you just <clears throat> brought up that uh, play to Bub Means, and really, I, I know it's all hindsight, but it's really hard to think of a possibly more – game-defining or even possibly season-defining play than that one. You go up 17 to nothing, and, yeah, Tennessee could come back. But 
it, it becomes much less likely that they get back in the game. Plus, I highly doubt you have the whole situation at the end of the half where Slovis gets sacked and fumbles and gets hurt if you're up 10 points at that point. So that's one thing. Two, man, if Tennessee wins today, that Georgia Tech win, uh, that Georgia Tech loss becomes pretty darn annoying because you all of a sudden would be, even with the loss to Tennessee, in a very legitimate playoff conversation if you basically have your one loss in overtime with a backup quarterback to the number, probably the new number two or three team in the country. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, I mean, you make a good point. I wish I had an eraser and could erase that game, and I appreciate the call, um, you know, erase that game, but it is what it is. I mean, can't can't cry over spilled milk. That's the line, right? I mean, it's milk's out of the carton. You know, it's a, it was a bad one. It was a dud. It was whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, what the Panthers can control is how they continue to play. And obviously they took Tennessee to the wire um, at home and, and had a really good chance to win that game. I agree with you. I think a lot of things change and hinge on one or two, four, five plays a game. You know, that's a 10-point swing at minimum with that, uh, that play to Bub Beans with the pick, and then they scored a touchdown. Jabari Small scored a touchdown from the one-yard line several plays later. But you catch that touchdown pass, or even if it's incomplete, you're looking at being up 13 nothing. So you're looking at being up 13 nothing in that game. So, again – you know, those are the moments, those are the plays that you either make or you don't. And if you don't, you're going you're gonna to be sitting here wondering what if. And um, thankfully, there's six games left to, to continue to write this story. And I think a, a very good chance that, again, I think Pat Narduzzi said it, I think there's a very good chance that the Coastal champion has one loss. The Panthers already have their one loss, so the margin for error is gone. They need to play really good, near-perfect football on the way out. And they've done it at times. They can do it. There's plenty of talent and leadership on this team, and I believe they've got a shot to go win this thing, but they've got to get better play from Keaton Slovis, and they've got to be more consistent. They've got to be more consistent defensively and on special teams. Special teams have been an issue. been an issue, not just missing a couple chip shot field goals. It's been the punt team's been a problem. The penalties have been a problem. Um, that's got to get cleaned up um, in order for this team to, to have a chance to, to win out. Got one more caller. Time for one more. Who we got? F- Frank from Chippewa. What's up? How you doing? Hey Pat, how are you doing, Buck? Doing great, man. Hey, good. I'm a big fan. Hey, um, I got a different take on everything. Um, good. About Frank Signetti's play calling, I think has been well below the bar. I am real disappointed. I know Keith, you know, Slovis got to play a heck of a lot better, but we're play, we're we're going run first, run first, putting ourselves in third and seven or eight, and and we're getting in trouble. And thank God for Izzy, you know, because. That other game could have been ugly too. So, yeah. what's your take on that? I think that I think it's been very hard, and I appreciate the call, Frank. Love Chippewa, by the way. My guys out of Beaver County Automotive. Um, you know, I, I think Frank Cincinnati's had a very hard time getting a feel for for his team, and, and I, that's not making excuses at all. I think it's it's been he's been here nine months now, going on ten. Uh, he had spring ball. I mean, you got a spring ball where you've got Jordan Addison, you've got you know, a host of receivers that have played and are experienced. You add Bub, you add Kanate Mumfield with Jordan Addison and Jared Wayne. You bring in a quarterback transfer from USC that's thrown for a bunch of yards and touchdowns. But you got this offensive line back. 
You've got this, you know, this tandem at tailback with Vince Davis as well adding to the mix. So you're trying to figure out, you know, what's your balance? How much 11 personnel? You got a really good young tight end. What is the what is the mixture for this team? What's the recipe? And then Jordan Addison leaves, and then you go into camp, and you run the ball really well against a defense that's structured and and is traditionally stopped the run. And you, but you don't have that guy outside. You don't have that guy outside. Then you come into the season. Try to run the ball against West Virginia. It's not always working. Slovis plays well in spots. You start to get some perimeter playmakers making some plays, and then a bunch of guys get hurt. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just trying to tell the story here of every game plan until probably last week. And I still, I think Slovis had a chance to throw for probably another hundred yards last week. Quite frankly, in addition to what Izzy did, until last week. Every game plan has been unique to that week. There hasn't been a lot of carry. There's been carryover, but there hasn't been a lot of carry because you didn't know, know what personnel you had. You didn't know if, who was playing quarterback. Is your left tackle going to be in there? Is Izzy healthy? I mean, it has been a challenge from that standpoint. But again, I think this open week's really important, and they have to be more aggressive, in my opinion, on first and second down. Keaton Slovis has to take advantage of those opportunities if they're going to run the table. And I know that first half of the Tennessee game, in my opinion, Izzy went off, had a big run, but that was the balance that this team needs. Unfortunately, I think there's been a nu- numerous factors that have affected their ability to strike it. 